0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Her Podcast, or welcome if you're new. My name is Rachel Alora. this is my podcast. That's <laughs> like how I start all my YouTube videos, except I say this is my channel. Um, so yeah, I film YouTube videos, and I like sharing my life on the internet. I don't know really how to introduce myself. Um, if this is your first time hearing my voice or looking at any of my content, this is probably like the worst intro. Um, But hi, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you do, make sure and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me. All my info is linked in the show notes. Anyway, today's episode is slightly impromptu. Um, I still have notes, because I have certain things that I really want to talk about, but it's definitely more of a, it's a bonus episode. Um, This episode is going live on Wednesday, the, what would it be? I believe Wednesday the 10th of March, Uh, I don't know. It's going live on a Wednesday, Um, my episode this week actually just went live earlier today, I just finished recording it, it was episode 4 called doing what's best for you and in that episode I ended up actually talking about like opening up about my recent um experience with letting go of and getting out of a toxic relationship um yeah that was a that was a doozy (laughs) honestly it was not it was not fun Um, But anyway, yeah, I talked about that, but I totally forgot to read this specific quote that I feel like sums it up so perfectly. So just in case you guys have already listened to episode four, or even if you haven't, I mean, this is just, it's a good quote to hear, um, but I just wanted to say it in today's episode. Let me grab my phone and get that quote pulled up real quick. All right. So it says, Not all toxic people are cruel and uncaring. Some of them love us dearly. Many of them have good intentions. Most are toxic to our being simply because their needs and way of existing in the world force us to compromise ourselves and our happiness. I feel like that really sums up what I was trying to say in my last episode. Um, The quote goes on to say, They aren't inherently bad people, but they aren't the right people for us. And as hard as it is, we have to let them go. Life is hard enough without being around people who bring you down. And as much as you care, you can't destroy yourself for the sake of someone else. I feel like as women, we often do that. You know, if a man makes us uncomfortable, we internalize it. We let it destroy us. We let it make us feel uncomfortable because we're too afraid of making a man feel uncomfortable. Um, there's more to the quote. It's a very long quote. Um, <laughs> I'm just like adding a little commentary here and there. Um, but yeah, it goes on and it says, you have to make your well-being a priority, whether that means breaking up with someone you care about, loving a family member from a distance, letting go of a friend, or removing yourself from a situation that feels painful. And that's what I ended up doing, is I ended up breaking up with someone that I cared about. I cared about his well-being. That was when we first broke up. If you guys are at all familiar with the story, um, we dated for a month. And then we didn't speak for a while, and then we ended up becoming friends, and that's when it got toxic, and then we didn't talk for another two months. Just randomly, we stopped communicating. We didn't talk for two months, and then all of a sudden, he tried to reach out, and that's when I ended it. But anyway, um, I broke up with someone I cared about when I broke up with him. The first time after we had been dating for a month. And I ended up recently having to remove him, remove my, actually remove myself from the situation that I felt was very toxic. And it was because it was painful and it was, it was just weighing on my heart, honestly. And I had to let go of it, even though I considered him a good friend for quite a while. But anyway, so yeah, I wanted to share that quote. And I also wanted to talk about the ending to my last episode, I ended up talking about this like Sunday analogy, like a banana split Sunday or something, right? Like you have the banana and you have the ice cream, the chocolate or cherry drizzle, strawberry drizzle. I don't know what your preference is, but you you get it, like the the syrup. (laughs) And then you have the cherry on top. And I explained how I view, in a relationship, I view romantic partnerships. Um, in my, with my personal sexuality, my personal identification, I view men as a cherry on top, but I mean, if you have a different sexual orientation, um, you know, your partner, I, I would view your partner as the cherry on top, you know, you have your life, your life is the Sunday, the meat of the Sunday, you know, the main part, <laughs> and then the relationship is just a ter- a cherry on top, it's supposed to add to your life and so i use the analogy in explaining like only have a relationship a romantic relationship in your life if it's actually adding to your life if it's stressing you out or it's taking stuff away from your life like it's taking away your happiness your joy your peace of mind if it's taking anything away it's not worth it because at the end of the day you don't actually need that cherry on top like even if society tells you you need to have that cherry on top you don't it doesn't need to be a picture perfect sunday to be a good tasting Sunday, you know what I mean. So your life doesn't have to be picture perfect with a perfect partner in order, or any partner. Your life doesn't have to have a partner in it in order for your life to be good. That's what I was trying to explain at the end of my last episode with the Sunday analogy, right? And um, so after I ended up recording that episode, I went on to write a blog post. Today is just like a batch content day, so I'm creating a lot of content and. Um, I went on my lunch break after I wrote, like, a blog post and did some other stuff. And on my lunch break, I literally just scrolled through TikTok. Like, I did nothing productive. Um, I ate some avocado toast and I scrolled on TikTok. It was amazing. I really loved it. Um, 10 out of 10, recommend. (laughs) But I came across this video of this woman and she was criticizing the idea that we are supposed to be working on ourselves right now so that we can become a better person for when we finally get into a relationship. Like, work on yourself now so you can be your best version of yourself when you get into a relationship. She was criticizing that idea, and she said, it's basically saying that your reward is a romantic partnership. Your reward, the only reason you're working on yourself is so that you can be better when you're in a romantic partnership and then that romantic partnership is your reward for working on yourself and becoming the best version of yourself. And she really has a point and she even used my exact analogy and she said romantic partnerships are the cherry on top like you don't actually need to have that. And she also mentioned this idea of like if really if there was this thing called like a relationship hierarchy right? Like you, you rank the different relationships and their importance. And she said a lot of people would end up actually putting romantic relationships at the top of that hierarchy. And I thought that was such an interesting concept. And I think she's right. I think that a lot of us do. Um, when we think about like our relationships, we prioritize romantic relationships, we idolize them, we, we like romanticize romantic relationships, instead of seeing them as the work, the commitment, the communication, the trust that they are, we romanticize them and think, like, oh, that's so cute. Um, and they can be, sure, but, you know, like, it's just, it's, it shouldn't be a priority. And so anyway, today, um, as impromptu as this is, uh, I want to talk about why romantic relationships, if I had a hierarchy of relationships in my life, why a romantic relationship is currently at the very bottom for me right now. It is not a priority whatsoever. I want to talk about why I'm choosing to be single right now. And I mean, it's not like I have suitors lining up right now that are like, I want to date you and I'm turning them down. But if I did, I'd be saying no right now because I'm not looking for a relationship and I want to talk about why that is. Um, that's, That's basically the theme. Of today's episode. So the first reason—it's not really a list—but the first thing I want to talk about is um, kind of like why I'm choosing to be single. Is because when you continue to look for a relationship, like if I was not choosing to be single right now, I was looking for a relationship. When you continue to do that, it's like you're searching for that reward. Like you're just you're. It keeps you and it keeps you from appreciating what you have. At least that's what I've found. Um, I know that. When I was in the toxic relationship, I was always, I was like almost consumed by it. Um, that's not really related to this particular point, but I know that um, sometimes also when you're so consumed on like looking for love or looking for romance, it's like it distracts you from everything else. Um, that's why sometimes like you'll, you'll sort of, uh, what's the word? not get rid of, not not dismiss, but, like, you won't pay as much attention to your friends when you get in a romantic relationship, because you're just so consumed by it, um, because it's, like, it's, like, it's your reward, you're, like, oh my god, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life, blah, 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 um, anyway, I don't really know why I brought that in, but my point is, continuing to look for that relationship is continually looking for that reward, you know, um, and it, it really keeps you from appreciating what you have. It reminds me of this thing that I learned in my intercultural communications class, and they talked about, like, values in different cultures. And they talked about how certain cultures have a past orientation, some have a present orientation, and some have a future orientation. And so, in the U.S., we're very much so future-oriented. We're always looking for the future, we're always looking for change, we want to continue evolving. For a lot of East Asian uh, cultures, they tend to be more past-oriented, um, so they, they take a lot of knowledge from their history and from looking towards their traditions and cultures, um, that's just how they are. I mean, like, that's why I always say in the U.S., it's like, do we even have a culture? (laughs) We do, um, it's just that it's not the same, you know what I mean? We're very future-oriented, It's like we don't look to the past for our guidance, whereas in a lot of more, I would say, collectivist type cultures, they tend to actually look more towards the past. I'm not an expert on this, so I'm sorry if I get it wrong. I'm just trying to, like, explain kind of what I learned in my intercultural communications class, but it's like an intro level class. So, not an expert, but... And then the other orientation is, like, present orientation. What I think of with that is, like, Buddhism. Um, I, I view that as a very present-oriented type of religion. But I don't even know if Buddhism is, like, technically identifies as a religion or if it's more of a lifestyle. But but you get the idea. Um, different cultures have different orientations. They can be past, present, or future-oriented. Depend- and then that affects the way that they interact with other cultures and communicate with other cultures. That's why we learn about it. But, um, yes, it, it's same with people. Individuals can also be have these different orientations. I know that for most of my life, I've been very future-oriented. So it's like I don't appreciate my accomplishments. I'm just always wanting to go on to the next thing. That's very much so me being a product of my U.S. culture. <laughs> um, we're very future-oriented here. And um, this idea that we, I'm trying to relate it back to relationships, we continually focus on like working on ourselves or whatever in order to get that reward or we focus on trying to find a partner. We're constantly looking forward like, when am I going to find a partner? I'm so lonely right now, blah, 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 blah. And we neglect what we already have, right? And this is very subjective. Everyone's, um, I don't want to say stance, everyone's situation is very different. So um, when I said, th- I was going to say, and in my notes it says like, being single doesn't mean that you're alone. I want to disclaim that by saying for some people, maybe it does, maybe they cut ties with family and they don't have many friends. And so that's why they're so reliant on relationships. I don't know everyone's situation, but... In general, being single doesn't mean you're doomed to be alone. You can still seek relationships in finding friendships, in getting a pet. And I know some people would listen to that and be like, oh my god, are you serious? Like you're saying, if I can't find a man, I need to go get a dog and that's going to equate the same thing. Please, like, just understand that we glorify romantic relationships and for what? Like, honestly, a dog will be more loyal to you than a man. I <laughs> just, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, this is very subjective, so I'm kind of tiptoeing around it because it's its not everyone's situation, but the idea is that being single means you're alone. That's what everyone always says. And, or that's the idea that's thrown around. And we get shamed if we're single, right? Especially women. Like, we maybe we don't get shamed, but we feel shameful for being single, almost as if we've failed at life or we've failed in some way to find a partner because we've been told since we were born that we should aspire for marriage and kids and that that's our sole responsibility. Um, I found this girl on TikTok, not girl, sorry, I found this woman, like she's a freaking badass. (laughs) I found her on TikTok recently and she she's very educated. She has multiple degrees from Ivy League schools in oppression, specifically. Um, she makes a lot of TikToks about female oppression. And one of her videos, she ended up talking about, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. She ended up, what was it about? Hold on, give me a minute. Um, it was about, oh, I lost it, dang. That's annoying. Um, where was I? Let me let me take it back a minute. Um, I was talking about how being single does not mean that you're alone. Um, guys, I'm sorry. I, I literally lost it. But um, I will talk about that uh, TikToker later in today's episode. Um, my Okay, so I just want to say, where I'm at right now, uh, being single... Doesn't mean that I'm alone. I have my family. And specifically with my situation right now, I'm living at home. And so anytime I want to, I can talk to my sister or I can talk to my mom. And I know that that's not everyone's situation. And I understand that loneliness is a real thing. And I'm not trying to, like, dis um, or, like, invalidate that. Like, I understand that's a thing. But what I am saying is that if you're feeling alone... there's hope for you outside of a romantic relationship. Like, you don't have to be in a romantic relationship. Also, if you have that kind of mindset going into a romantic relationship, thinking that once I'm in a relationship, I'll be, um, that's really setting yourself up for failure because that's putting expectation and pressure on the relationship. So if, if you're feeling lonely and you think that, you need to find a partner in order to like fill that void. That's not what a a relationship's not going to do that for you, period. Like it's just not going to. Um, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is with that hierarchy, um, friendships are like at the top for me And, and family. I mean, I view my sister as like One of my best friends and also my sister, like, she is up there. And then I have my best friend, Brooke. Like, those are my people. I go to them when I need advice, when I need to talk about things. I talk to my mom. Um, Typically, I don't really talk to my dad because he isn't the best at giving advice. But, um, (laughs) like, those are my people. That's who I go to. And being single does not mean that I'm going to be alone, right? And, um, when, when you continue to look for that reward of, of romance, it it keeps you from appreciating that. It keeps you from appreciating your friendships, from appreciating your family, your pets. Like you have so much right now. We always have this future orientation of like, once I get this, I'll be happy. Um, that's like the whole idea of minimalism, right? But just in general. That's that's kind of a problem, and it's not your fault that you have that orientation. I think it's very culturally based, honestly, but that's, like, I'm not looking for a relationship because I finally realized, like, how toxic it was for me to have that mentality, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm trying to word this and articulate it, and it's not coming out the way I want it to, but I hope you guys are kind of following what I'm saying. I'm going to just move on (laughs) to the next, my next point, which is this idea of like loving yourself first, which is kind of what she talked about in her TikTok where she said, where she was criticizing the idea of loving yourself first. She She was saying like working on yourself to be a better person for when you get into a relationship. She was criticizing that. I want to talk about subscribing to the idea of loving yourself first. For the longest time, I subscribed to this idea. I was like, you have to love yourself first, then get into a relationship. And I mean, I still stand by it. And I don't think I ever took it the way that I'm about to explain. But um, it, it can be quite misleading and almost manipulative if you think about the phrase, love yourself first. I saw a post on Instagram and it was like a tweet from someone, I don't remember who it was, but it said like, stop planting the idea in people's brains that they're unworthy of love because of their own struggle. So I think it it was saying like, if you have some sort of mental health issue that makes it really hard for you to love yourself, the people saying love yourself first is basically saying like they're unworthy of love because they don't love themselves first, if that makes sense. And so it's saying like just cuz you're not there yet doesn't mean you're not worthy of love. And I think it also kind of plays in what they're trying to say is that it's a journey. Like you're never you're always going to continue finding out more about yourself. Um or at least I think you can take it that way. When we say love yourself first, I think self-love is a journey. So really like even when you do get into a relationship, you're you're never going to be fully evolved. You know, it's a journey. So the idea that love yourself first is almost making it seem like romance is far in the distance and out of reach right now until you're perfect, right? And I I think it also sends a message that it's almost like a step that you have to get through. Like, you have to love yourself first. So again, it reinforces and perpetuates that idea that you have to work on yourself first before you're worthy of a relationship. I think that's so crazy to me. Oh my god. But anyway... Um, if you guys heard that, I just, like, flipped my paper, so ignore that. But one of the reasons that I'm choosing to be single right now is because I'm still working on myself, and, um, I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be like, love yourself first. Like, I don't want it to be like, I'm doing this in order to get a relationship. Like, I am just solely focused on who I am right now. I guess this isn't even a reason for the topic of today's episode of like why I'm choosing to be single. But I think it's just a point I wanted to really point out that um, you don't need to love yourself first. You just need to do the work and try your best. I know that um, there are mental health dilemmas in there that can make it really hard but you just need to do the work try your best to love yourself every day and you're not doing the distinction is like do not do it for anyone's attention you know and that's why like I'm not looking and honestly I'm just gonna be bold here I don't think any of us should be quote-unquote looking for love they always say it comes when it's least when you least expect it whatever I don't even care if it never comes because the thing is that's such a problem that's so toxic that all of us are working on ourselves and we're like, just ignore it for now. Like, just just ignore it. Like, you got to focus on yourself and then it'll come. You know how messed up that is? That shouldn't be any part of your goal. You're not working on yourself for anyone else's attention. You should be doing it for your well-being. And so I'm not looking for love. I'm not looking for anyone and I'm choosing to be single right now because I'm focusing on my well-being and that's okay and just because like a man's interested in me right now let's just say some guy was interested and like some people would some women would deem him perfect I don't think a perfect man exists but let's just say he's great he treats me right he respects me whatever if I'm not at a place right now where I'm wanting to be in a relationship not even just looking like I'm not interested in a relationship right now there's nothing wrong with me for not wanting to be in a relationship since I'm choosing to be focusing on myself you know and I'm not doing it to love myself first I'm doing it to find myself to love myself and I'm not doing it for men's attention there's no first take that out of the equation I'm just focusing on myself and I I think that We all need to do that, honestly. I don't think any of us should be looking for love or looking for a relationship. I used to think, like, I used to think, like, a hopeless romantic. And I thought all these people were so cynical when they're just like, what do you mean, like, you think that there's not someone out there for you or, like, you're not going to look for love? Like, don't you need to look for love in order to find it? How else are you going to find it? You know what? I'm at a place in my life, personally, I don't care if I never find anyone. And you know what? A lot of people would be like, oh my God, well, like, good for you, but like, I want to find someone. Why? Ask yourself why. If it's for, like, whatever it's for, focus on giving yourself that. Ask yourself honestly, what do you want to be in a relationship for? And I'm not trying to diss relationships. I think that. You can be in a very healthy, happy relationship and it can be healthy for your life. But what I'm saying, like I'm talking to my fellow single, single gals, you know, like if you're feeling like you're, there's something wrong with you since you're single or no guys are talking to you or whatever you're feeling, like ask yourself why you think you need to be in a relationship right now. I mean, I think it's fine if a relationship finds you. You know, like, you can just find someone that you vibe with really well in in the same way that you can find friends. You can find a friend that you vibe with really well. I mean, me and my best friend, Brooke, we bonded over a really crappy joke book in the back of our 6th grade classroom, and it was just, it was natural. We didn't really have to work at it at all. We just started hanging out. and never felt complicated. And so, like, moving forward, I really am going to compare that because I think if you're working super hard to get into a relationship and you're playing all these games, you're just wasting your energy, honestly. I mean, it might end up working out for you, but you shouldn't have to work that hard, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I I am not gonna work that hard for a relationship, you know? I'm not working on myself, so I can be better in a relationship, I'm working on myself so I can continue to evolve and become the person that I want to be, that I can quote-unquote be her, as the podcast is, if you guys are a real OG, and you remember my cheesy intro to the Be Her podcast, like, focusing on being her, the badass woman that's inside each and every one of us, (laughs) oh my god, um, but yeah, that, that's why I'm doing it, and I don't want that to get confused with, like, in a relationship, you know what I mean? Anyway, moving on to my next point, which is, if you think that I'm, I've am i been bold thus far, like, this next part, I'm going to jump into some quite bold topics that, quite realistically, I'm a beginner on. I'm not super, I'm not a Harvard grad, I'm not a grad in general on um, the topic of femi- feminine oppression, However, honestly, I'm not looking for a relationship right now because I'm, I'm honestly, I'm fed up with the patriarchy and I don't feel like giving men my energy. And in the past that would have made me cringe. I'd be like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, that's so bold of you to say, but I, and I'd be like, you're just like grouping men, blah, blah, blah. No, I am fed up with the patriarchy. I don't feel like giving men my energy right now. I'd rather focus on myself. I'd rather focus on building up other females and like members of the LGBTQ community, you know, she's and they's. I don't care about men. Um, and honestly, I'm sort of, I guess I would say I'm in a state of annoyance, frustration, in some instances anger with men and I don't feel it would be healthy while I'm in that state to get into a relationship but honestly the main reason so I started following this woman um on TikTok I will leave it in the leave her like I don't know what you call it like her username in the show notes on from she's from TikTok it's at herspective at on TikTok and I've been following her and she has, she's the one I was ta- I've talked about a couple times here. She has multiple degrees from Ivy League schools studying oppression. Specifically, she creates TikToks about female oppression. And I've really been learning a lot from her videos about feminism, about sexism, rape culture, and a bunch of internalized and, and institutionalized and, and societal type perpetrations of female oppression and trying to be, like, I'm trying to be as intersectional as I can be, but it's also such a complex topic for me because I've learned a lot about internalized sexism and beliefs that I hold that I wasn't even aware of. So, like, I'm trying to figure out my, with my own experiences as a white woman, um, but I'm also, as I go trying to be open-minded to intersectional feminism you know my experience as a white woman is nowhere the same as an Asian woman or a black woman or a Latina woman like no um like mine is nowhere near as bad as my experience is nowhere near as bad as what theirs can be um so I'm trying to be open-minded to in- the intersectional aspect as well. I don't know if I'll talk about that as much in today's episode just because I don't have a degree in this. I'm not fully educated and I'm still learning. But, um, yeah, I've been following her. She's, um, I believe, she's pretty, she's intersectional as well. She herself is Asian. Um, so she, I'm, I'm learning from her on all aspects. But, um, anyway, I'm really, I'm just kind of, Focused on learning. And as I've been watching her videos, I've been looking back at my past relationship, the one I talked about in my last episode where it was really toxic, and I see a lot of red flags that I just completely ignored. And I also have noticed that I had a severely bad problem of internalizing my discomfort with certain situations to make him feel comfortable. And that's not entirely his fault because I did it. You know, I internalized the discomfort and didn't communicate it. However, he should be able to also read the room and understand that some of the jokes he made or the small offenses he did, which it was nothing like sexual, nothing bad like that. But... It was like small offenses, like everyday sexism. You think about the small things that honestly add up. It's just we kind of normalize them. And that's what it's kind of called, I believe, internalized sexism. Is when like something will happen to you or it happens to another woman and you think it's normal because it's been like shoved down your throat since you were a child that that's normal it's been normalized and so you internalize it and normalize it and then you don't think anything of it and so learning about this I've looked back at the relationship and realized that I internalized a lot of things I allowed a lot of things to happen that I wish I wouldn't have and it's because I wasn't fully educated enough on it and to realize it was a problem and it ended up just really like I mean if you look back at what happened, like, clearly it backfired, um, me not being aware of those things. But honestly, I'm, I'm just not interested in starting a new relationship right now because I'm still learning a lot and I'm still unlearning a lot too. Like, all that internalized sexism, there's a lot and it's like small things where you're like, oh, that probably doesn't mean anything. It does. Um, so I would really recommend you go check out her on TikTok. Again, I'll leave her in the show notes. Her username, it's at herspective, at H-E-R-S-P-E-C-T-I-V-E. Um, again, in the show notes, um, you should really check her out. And I've also realized I just have super high standards now. And I used to feel really guilty about that where I'm like, how can I like expect a guy to meet these standards if I, no, 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 you don't have to defend your standards or why you have them. And um, yeah, I just, I have really high standards. I, I continue to raise them as I learn more and I'm still learning. And you know what? I am so happy that I have high standards. I'm so happy on my own, like I keep saying. Right now, I'm so proud of myself with where I'm going. I feel like I'm making big strides in my career. I haven't talked about that much on the podcast, on my channel, publicly in general. But I've been really figuring things out with college and where I'd really like to go. And um, I've been getting back on top of my YouTube and podcast grind. I've been finding a work-life balance I'm just I'm doing really well right now. I've also also my health and fitness, like I'm just I am killing it right now. And I am content. I'm I'm healing. I feel like that's the right word. I'm healing a lot of emotional trauma that I had from that toxic relationship and from other things that have happened in my life. And I don't mind if those high standards mean that I never find a man who meets them because I don't mind being on my own, right? So, so like, a brief summary of why I'm not looking for a relationship is that I'm still learning how to be happy on my own. I'm still learning how to dismantle patriarchy, which affects all of us, by the way. I mean, a lot of us think the patriarchy is just, like, a women's problem or it's a men's problem, but... The definition of patriarchy is just like a system of society or of government in which, like, men are the head of the family. Or a system of government in which men hold the power and and women are excluded in a lot of ways. And, I mean, patriarchy acts in a lot of ways. It targets men as well. It tells men that they can't be emotional that they can't show their emotions um and that leads to a lot of mental health issues with males um and i mean it, it leads to men not being able to communicate their emotions and so they take it out on women by feeling like they have entitlement over women so patriarchy affects men and women and um i'm still learning more about the patriarchy and how it affects all of us and how i play a part because the patriarchy is a societal social construction you know so all of us play a part I'm learning about the part that I play and I'm learning how to try to dismantle it kind of from within you know so I'm I'm still learning on all of that and I'm not looking because my standards are high as frick and I am not going to lower them even if I end up alone And, you know, I wrote in my notes, I'm like, it's not a death sentence. Like, why do we think that ending up alone is such a bad thing? I think that goes into the idea, I mean, even the phrase I just used, ending up alone. I won't necessarily be alone. Like, you can make an impact on so many people, you know? I mean, you think about your career, you have, think about all the relationships you have in your life. You have your co-workers, you have family, you have friends, you have pets. Like, just because you don't get into a romantic relationship does not mean you're gonna die alone. And, um, I think about my great aunt. She passed away when, I, I hate that phrase, <laughs> passed away. Um, I feel like it's just, you know what, we're not getting into that. Um, but my great aunt, she died when I was, I believe, 16 or 17, she died of cancer, she never ended up marrying anyone. Um, She never had grandkids, but her brothers and sisters had grandkids, and we always, I I was one of her brother's grandkids, so my grandpa was her brother. And um, (laughs) she always treated us like her grandkids. Um, She never had any romantic partner she had two dogs she had a bird and she had a cat <laughs> um and she lived on her own and I never appreciated it as a kid but now I'm like damn she's a badass a badass she was fine on her own and it's not to say she didn't like have encounters with men I don't know the details of her love life I never asked but it, it didn't matter like she was content on her own And she didn't die alone, is what I'm trying to say. And so, like, this idea that you might end up alone, it's not a death sentence, you know? I mean, you're never gonna be fully alone. And again, that's very subjective. I want to disclaim it. Some people really are alone right now, and I know quarantine can be so bad, and I'm not trying to um, invalidate that at all. But I'm just saying, like, Instead of focus, if you're alone right now, like genuinely alone, you've cut off family, you've cut off friends, um, whatever, and you're looking for a relationship. Understand that, like, you don't just have to be looking for romantic relationships. You can be putting all that time and energy into looking for friendships as well, and they might be more long-lasting anyway. Um, you can get a pet, perhaps. Again, depends on your situation you could start a YouTube channel. I mean, you can build community on social media. I know that social media can be really toxic in a lot of ways, but I think that there are definitely pros as well as the cons. So, um, I mean, you're, you're not alone just because you're alone right now. Or you're not doomed to be alone just because you're alone right now. Anyway, um, I'm also not looking for anyone because I feel happy And I feel free when I'm on my own. I remember in the relationship, I felt caged. I felt obligated. I felt... It's just like once I dropped it, it's like a weight was lifted off my chest. Like, I feel happy and free on my own. And I genuinely enjoy being single. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have waves, (laughs) like periods where... I feel lonely or I crave a relationship, but I don't crave any of the commitment or the tied downness of it. Um, maybe that's just me being a Gemini, but I, I think it's just the phase of life I'm in right now. I'm really not looking for that, you know? Um, so like the only, the only time that I ever am like, I kind of want a relationship is when I'm feeling lonely, which is completely natural and that's okay. And I just, hug a pillow and remember that I have friends and I have family, and that's all that I really need at the end of the day. Um, I also, I just don't want to be expending more energy. I'm already so busy with my classes, my career plans right now. Like, I have big career dreams and ambitions right now. I haven't shared much of them, and I, I'm not going to in today's episode. Maybe I'll talk about it in future episodes But I, I'm busy and I feel fulfilled. Like I was saying, I'm starting to find balance. I'm getting back on top of my workout routine, my posting schedules, which I really love. I love creating content. I stopped for the longest time. If you guys follow me on YouTube, you probably know like in 2020, I was very off on my uploading schedules. A big part of that was because I was trying to balance too much and the relationship was very consuming for me and so I just didn't have the capacity to do that and I've realized now that YouTube and my podcast, I enjoy them and they're more of a priority to me than a romantic relationship right now. Some people would say that's narcissistic. I don't think it's narcissistic. I think it's self-care. I think it's self-worth. I think that it's doing what's best for me, and at the end of the day, that's okay, no matter what other people think. And honestly, what the heck? Why would some... And you know people would. They would say that I'm being selfish or narcissistic by preferring to focus on my career than focus on trying to find a man, because that's just how the patriarchy works. Um, Also... I just, I guess I want to end today's, today's uh, podcast episode by um, saying that I'm not looking for a relationship simply because right now my journey isn't about finding a man or getting married or having kids. And I know that for some people that's their journey and that's beautiful. You know, I look at other women who go through childbirth and I'm like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Like, they are such a strong freaking woman. But I'm just saying, I never, ever want to have to push a fetus outside of me. Like, that sounds like actual hell to me. No, thank you. Um, The idea of raising an actual human being terrifies me. No, thank you. Um, I feel like I would traumatize them. I think that's kind of inevitable. I think every parent, even the best intentioned, will inflict some sort of trauma on their child. You might think that I'm negative for that. I think that's realistic, Um, but anyway, (laughs) I, I mean, okay, I was kind of explaining it to my mom. I guess we're diving into this, and I was explaining how even overprotective parents, it comes from a good place. They want to protect their child, but what they end up doing is they end up shielding their children from the world. And then when they shield their children from the world, they end up creating a space where their children don't feel like they can go to their parents with their problems when they start experiencing actual problems because the parents never established that as a child. Like, they never established a child being able to experience the world, get hurt, and go to mom and cry They never exposed their children to that, they tried to shield them, and so then the children get exposed to something when they're older and their parents can't protect them from everything, and they don't feel like they can go to their parents to cry because they're an adult and they were never exposed to it as a child. That's just one example. The parent is well-intentioned and they don't mean to harm their child in any way. They actually want to protect their child, but they end up traumatizing their child in that small way. So that that's what I meant by that. But anyway, that's not even the point. The point is, my journey right now, not about finding a man. I think weddings are beautiful. I personally don't want to get married for a multitude of reasons, which I'm not going to dive into here. I personally don't want to have kids, which I kind of dove into just a little bit right there. And that's what society tells us our job is. I remember what I was going to talk about earlier. Oh my god. So there's this thing. I learned this from at her perspective on TikTok linked in the, dis- in the show notes. But there's this thing called the reproductive force and then the um, masculine force or something. I can't remember. So the masculine force is basically like working, breadwinning, um, the economy, right? And then there's the reproductive force, which is like reproduction you know like um which is feminine right and so um the masculine which is what we currently operate in right now is all about the economy and they they brought in capitalism too and they talked I can't even remember exactly but they talked about how capitalism functions in the masculine force right and so it's all about economy it's all about um working hard and building your way up and it thrives on controlling the reproductive force. And so that's why like tampons and pads are so expensive and why they're trying to take away reproductive rights and all this other stuff. And it it sort of it, it showed how it played into capitalism it was very interesting. So again, go follow her if you want to on TikTok. She's very educated and her videos are very eye-opening. But anyway, um, yeah. So society teaches us that we are part of this reproductive force. It teaches us that our, or I should say not just society, but the patriarchy, which is society, it's a social construction, but the patriarchy teaches us that men can't be emotional, that men have to be tough, that boys are going to be boys. And it it also teaches us that as women, we should aspire to marriage and that we should aspire to have kids and that we need to be at home and we need to run the household. Even if we work, like we need to run the household, that's our duty. And it, it teaches us that, um, Yeah, that's basically, I mean, there's a lot, it's a lot deeper than that, but my journey right now is not about finding a man, which the patriarchy tells me I need to do, and it's also not about getting married, again, patriarchy tells me to do that, and it's not about me having kids, um, and it doesn't make me a bad woman because I don't want kids. Right now, my journey is about healing from trauma. And it's about finding myself and building a career for myself and being stable on my own, finding my own two feet, going out into the world, growing up. Like there's so much more important things for me to focus on right now than finding a relationship. And you know, if I'm not saying I'm completely closed off, if a guy came and he was respectful, he was a feminist, he believed in Black Lives Matter, like, guys, I could do a multiple choice entrance exam for men, but I mean, like, if, if he met my standards, which would be quite interesting, um, maybe, maybe I would give him a chance if I was feeling like I could take that on in my life, right now it's not a priority, right now I'm not craving that cherry on top, um, I'm fine with just the Sunday. I'm actually still in the process of building my Sunday, building my life, you know? Um, Anyway, that's it for today's episode. I feel like I've already talked on so long. I was going to have today's episode be shorter, but it's already like 50 minutes. So um, here we are. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. DM me on Instagram, either at BeHerPodcast or my personal account at Rachel Alora. all of it will be linked in the show notes. Let me know what you thought. I love engaging with you guys. If you guys have any commentary, criticism, um, preferably like only constructive criticism, otherwise I'm just going to ignore your remarks because I don't need that negativity. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, reach out to me because uh, I love engaging with you guys. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're feeling up to it and make sure to follow at her perspective on TikTok. Again, linked in the show notes. She's very very educated and her videos are very educational. Anyway, with that said, um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I will just talk to you guys all in my next episode. Bye guys.